0: What is up, everybody? I don't have the chat now because it's uh, looking at... uh, Oh, you can just... You can take it. Yeah, you got it? All right.
1: uh, I know your camera won. All right,
0: cool. It's a very, very professional operation over here. Uh, What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 10 of Irresponsibly Long. We did it. Made it to double digits.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're not talking about the Bitcoin ETF. You're talking about... No, I'm
0: talking... (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable Shout out to everybody who is joining us live on the YouTubes I see uh, Vibes, Matty, uh, False, Bushi Tong, one of my favorite names uh, We love the lines, I don't know who that is, but I love that handle
1: That's an incredible
0: <laughs> YouTube name Oh man, I don't look so hot on video You can definitely tell that I woke up at 3 in the morning after a, <laughs> a long night of drinking um, We were celebrating last night celebrating because a beautiful thing happened a beautiful thing happened uh as everybody who's listening to this podcast at this moment i'm sure knows uh we had at long last a bitcoin etf approved yesterday finally wish i had one of the i need the the little sound bites
1: (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, that'd be perfect we gotta we're gonna put that in the uh in the in the to-do list um, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? You got any uh hangover? You got an ETF hangover, you got an alcohol uh, hangover?
1: No, I woke up feeling really good, because uh, I took my Zbiotics. Um that's not even an ad. That's just like that's,
0: that's just, just the real. thing you did. It's cool. <laughs> that's
1: just real. Um <laughs> and then uh I woke up, I was like really looking forward to the launch of these ETFs and um I rotated out of the grayscale one and into uh into whatever one, you know, uh bitwise I guess. And then it immediately fucking dumped on me. <laughs> like Yeah. Like, See ya.
0: <laughs> All right. So yeah, today was the first day of trading. Uh before that, just to catch people up, uh, if you're if you're for some reason uh, not up to speed on what's happening, we've had a bit of a crazy week. Uh Tuesday we had a fake announcement from the SEC Twitter. Turned out uh to be uh from a uh a hacker who compromised their account. <laughs> Good job. Good Alan. job, SEC. Uh Elon uh Told us that they were not using two-factor authentication on their account. And why would you when you have literally trillions of dollars?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: Very ironic. We came full circle because right after the uh, Cointelegraph incident of uh, this summer, they came out with a little smug, um, you know. Always know where your information's coming from. Use 2FA. Ugh, morons. We're, Unbelievable. We're actually governed by idiots. Um, and that was, that was made very apparent for anybody who read the, the statements uh, afterwards. I, I was uh, appalled by uh, Mr. Gensler's statement. We, we talked about it a little bit last night, so maybe you don't need to right. to, to harp on it. Uh, Esther Pierce dunked on everybody, which was cool. And then we saw a new, new emerging villain, perhaps, in the wings in Miss, uh, Miss Crenshaw. Mrs. Crenshaw, I don't know. Apologies. Uh, well, not really. You hate crypto. So <laughs> yeah. You, no. You no apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, what happened? Like, so the ETF
1: products all launched this morning at six First thirty a.m. First day of
0: trading, and like we were all edge of our seats because um, fresh in our minds was the most recent uh, ETF launch, which was the Ethereum futures ETF, which like traded less volume, I think, than I do on Bybit and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a day I mean it was so bad it was so bad um just pathetic like I, I don't even know it, it was it was an amount so insignificant that it wasn't it was people panicked so hard we dumped it, it was bad uh, so we had that PTSD in our mind but um yeah that did not happen today did you did you look at the 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 flows
1: yeah well I saw the uh you know kind of seeing it live that immediately there were, there was like a, a billion dollars uh, of, of inflows like right away and I was like, oh shit. Here yeah, it was
0: it was on and like once that happened We started turbo pumping this morning um, Before the dumperino we'll right, look at so, that on the chart and so where'd we where'd we bit. end
1: up you want to you pull this up
0: right now? Yeah, 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 so uh, our boy Eric Balcunas 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 yeah. I'm gonna miss him this is probably his uh yeah, this was his this is probably his swan song, yeah, Totally. You know? Like he's uh, No,
1: hold on. ETH ETF in August probably. Yeah, you
0: know what? We're going to do this for a while actually. Yeah, he's got, coming back, baby. We got him. He back. thinks he thinks he's done. <laughs> he thinks he's going back to this it's such a strange thing for this guy, right? He's just like, you know, tweets about esoteric thing like, "Oh, there's going to be a copper ETF launched." <laughs> and like nobody's ETF. like retweeting it. Like yeah, nobody's nobody in cares. his comments like "Copper sucks." <laughs> By nickel. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, um, so he, he's just been thrown into this weird, weird world we have, and it's been fun watching him interact with the uh, uh, the Twitter heads uh, in, in in crypto. But yeah, he's got the stats from today. For those of you who can't see it, uh, looks like we did four point three billion. I think people were saying if we did two billion today, it was going to be like a hell of a day. Uh, we more than doubled that. Uh, I bit, which is. I think the iShares uh, BlackRock fund did uh, over a billion, broke the record for first-day ETF, I believe, that was previously held by the uh, Bitcoin Futures ETF, I think. Um, and then... You Bid-O. Know, Bid-O, yeah. So just huge, huge numbers. Uh, he's got the spot total X G P T C in here. so worth noting that GBTC did uh, about $2 billion. And the, the reason that number is important is because... Those are basically just like cells, right? Those are all cells. <laughs> it's just all exit. So that kind of canceled out a lot of the uh, the volume, but still, even even net of that, still w- well over uh, 2.2 billion on day one, which is just freaking awesome. And
1: I don't want to I don't want to mute this or like rain on the parade, but I mean, a lot of the buys into IBIT and stuff were just rotations from grayscale too.
0: You think there's some uh, double counting here?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm double counted in there but it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's a big number.
0: Yeah, well, that would be bad if we had uh, 2.2 billion in sales and those just turned into 2.2 billion in buys <laughs> and actually we had uh, negative. Negative. <laughs> negative 70 million in uh, yeah, flows. Everybody somehow.
1: sold the shit
0: that didn't even exist. <laughs> that would be hilariously bad. My but God. Um, yeah, crazy, uh, crazy start to everything. I mean, people... The, the 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 price of bitcoin basically didn't move on the announcement, right? Priced in a lot of people said this um, the the, uh, the The big question was what was going to happen with the flows, um, but not just the day one flows because I think on day one you know they've got they've got the they've got the trucks lined up and ready to go and just dump cash into this. they've got their uh, uh their boys ready to buy. so curious what happens tomorrow, day two should be telling.
1: I also didn't notice that there's one called Burr.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's one called Burr, which is hilarious. Money
1: printer go burr.
0: Yeah, hodl, which is that's classic. There's good. one called DeFi. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> Who names their Bitcoin that's fund? So dumb DeFi. That's the dumbest name. Ever. Not shockingly, it's in last place. Yeah. Uh four point two wow. million in volume. Pathetic. <laughs> uh absolutely pathetic. Um other big thing today, Vanguard apparently banned people from buying the Bitcoin ETF in their account.
1: I feel like that, like Vanguard, it probably ingratiates them deeper to their audience. You know, those those like boomeriest of boomers that are just saying like, no, we. This is so stupid. But vague. what
0: are they going to do? They're going to be like, you know what? I love Vanguard so much. They didn't <laughs> let people buy the Bitcoin ETF. I'm going to buy even more. Wait, I don't. Wait, I can't buy anything. All of my money is already invested in Vanguard. You know, it's like, what, yeah, does, what did? Why would they do this?
1: And everybody who loves Vanguard is already like a full Bogle head to begin with. You know, Bogle is like their their founder. Yeah.
0: So I mean, I mean, Bogle hates are, Bitcoin. Hates it pretty much. Hates. So
1: what it. about the this? uh the the other sort of like bulge bracket banks that that also didn't allow clients to buy the ETFs. Do you see that?
0: Yeah, I wasn't able to verify that, but people had a lot of names on there. Was that was that true was that a bunch of
1: I think it's true, but I think it, there's nuance there because Vanguard came out and said you're not going to be able to buy this on our platform. We were like anti. I think the other ones that they just have to go through their their, you know, quality control stuff and make sure that's all. I saw know. JP
0: Morgan had a big, like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Warning. Right. This is risky. Yeah. Uh, so
1: I, I imagine that all of those firms will um, allow their clients to buy these ETFs. It'll, it just has to go through their channel checks and everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, worth noting on Vanguard that you could buy probably any number of SPACs that went down 99%. Maybe could have bought, peloton i
1: don't know if you lost a lot of
0: money there i'm I'm pretty sure you could have bought peloton
1: like vanguard aren't they just known for their etf products i don't know if you can even know they they have like a they have like a brokerage. Yeah, they have like a brokerage so you can
0: buy stuff on there Um, but yeah they're primarily known for their etfs but they'll they'll let you buy triple levered nasdaq (laughs) because that's not gonna lose anybody money the best part is they let you buy the bitcoin futures etf wow Wow, but, that's so dumb. <laughs> but no spot ETFs. Yeah, um, yeah. Just part of this. Thing, there's, there's been this like year long tradition of uh, of companies just like self immolating for some reason. Just I saw like a bunch of people on Twitter just like I'm canceling my Vanguard. Like, there's no additional people who are going to sign up for Vanguard because of this, and they've probably lost like I imagine a good chunk of customers today. So, uh, well done. Uh, we're doing a good yeah. job of finally being loud and like pushing people uh, around and and getting our way uh, as a crypto native. So it's working. Yeah. Got to keep that trend up for sure. Um, okay. So uh, trading today, we had some, let's pull up the Bitcoin chart arena. I don't quite have it ready yet, but oh, there it goes. So yeah, see, I got a big old line on the chart there. It's a the level I was watching damn it's a strong line yeah forty eight point two k or so that is a uh, very critical monthly high high of that previous uh high time frame swing leg that took us all the way down to the depths of hell um, pretty common to sort of like run these levels and get a sell off um, th- these are good areas to to kind of scalp or even get like a decent like one or two day trade, and because you sometimes get a big movement off a monthly level on the hourly chart, and uh, that was definitely the case today. You can kind of say, oh my God, this chart is hideous. Sorry, everybody looking at this. (laughs) But you can kind of see at the open, we we basically just ran up, got everybody uh, firing off their sell-the-news-lol tweets on Twitter, and then they just nuked it on us. Yikes. So... Uh great. But we are holding the higher low at the moment. Nothing so structurally terrible, but you never like to see these like huge moves uh out of the range and then back inside the range, which is kinda what we got at the moment.
1: God, I feel like this is playing out exactly as we sort of described it in end of Q four. It was just like ETF's gonna launch. And we're going to run that 48 K level and then we're going to see a pullback. And,
0: uh, I, 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 I still think we're going higher, like for, for a bunch of reasons. I mean, there, we also have these highs here around yeah. like, what is this? Like 52 K or so. I think these are pretty juicy. Oh yeah. Roop. Draw those out there.
1: That's 52, K ish. Yeah.
0: Roughly 52 K. I could see that. Um, there's a lot of like this was not like some sort of super secret short right it's probably a lot of people who just limit orders on this level who went short here would shock me zero percent actually if we kind of just rip up and just liquidate all of them and i don't know i feel like a true reversal is only going to come when everybody's like okay yeah it's real yeah it's real because right right now people are still skeptical people are a little uh shaken uh, after today but I mean, the Bitcoin weekly chart still looks really good, man. And I'm gonna try to you know use more higher time frame charts on the show because most of you guys aren't trading the
1: one minute. <laughs> yeah, the one minute. <laughs> most of you aren't trading the yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: the one hour. Uh, the weekly is a great uh, you know horizon to play on. But I mean, we've we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, like like basically like thirteen bullish candles and two bearish candles. So, you know, zooming out pretty freaking bullish order flow here. I mean, we could, we could dump to 40, 41 K or so and and still be looking. That
1: would still be like structurally bullish at 42 K.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, now I think what people are, kind of hoping for here myself included like this is something i've been watching for a while is the idea that maybe we sort of pump a little bit and then just but just actually just go sideways and range and this gives altcoins gives ethereum especially um a little bit of a breather and one thing that was very very big news this week was that on the the, the fake the fake announcement, like the the Ethereum-BTC ratio, um, immediately sort of mooned. And then people had a similar realization to this summer. Oh my god, everybody's off-sides, nobody's on Ethereum. Uh, and then a bunch of people just started market buying Ethereum, and and, and ETH-BTC has been up uh, significantly. I think we've rallied about 17 Oh wow, is that right? Yeah, 17%. Off the bottom, let's go in ETH. basically a day. Let's go, ETH. So it's good. It, it 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 feels good to see that. I mean, if you pull up the 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 ETH chart, I mean, you can kind of see that we are basically not anywhere near where Bitcoin is, right? So Bitcoin has basically run the equivalent. Of this high here, which is, <clears throat> what is that, like 30, 35 3,600? Oh, my gosh. Uh, and he's still way down here at 26. I mean, we've gotten some nice movement um, last, uh, you know, 24, 48 hours or so. I mean, we are we are way up. We're, we're up like, uh, what is this, 14, 15. We pumped yeah, pump like 18% in a very quick period of time. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But. I mean, ETH is, where where, where are we at? We got, how far to this level? This is 38%. So, I mean, if Bitcoin pumps like a little bit, if we come back to ETH BTC ratio here, I mean, regression to the mean at this point is a 22% move. That's just to kind of get back to the middle of this range we've been in for the last, three years um so that's 22% right there that makes
1: me so happy by the so, way so this is uh this to me is a pretty obvious trade it's kind of doesn't this sound so fucking easy like
0: uh, uh you're talking to a guy who saw the announcement and just like hit market buy on ethereum and know you, basically everything you, uh, in the ecosystem and stopped your video and on our just call just went up
1: to go trade surely it can't be this
0: easy. <laughs> It's not even like there's an algo trading it. It just price just sat there for right quite a <laughs> quite a while. Like anybody could have done it, um, but yeah, yeah. If, even if Bitcoin goes sideways and we just mean regress on e- on ETH we're, that's that's over three thousand. That's like thirty two hundred um, just from the mean regression. So if we go above that or Bitcoin comes a little bit higher, uh, I think we could definitely see uh, ETH t- take uh, thirty six hundred in in Q one. And that is basically what I'm positioned for right now. Um, Our boy Solana has gotten absolutely destroyed on the the ETH ratio um, since this... God, I made like a double top tweet a couple weeks ago, and we are just absolutely getting annihilated. What is this? We're down... 30%. Thirty percent. That's against ETH. That's just against ETH. Um, I, I, w- worth noting that we are up, uh, you know, three hundred and fifty percent off the bottom. And like ETH has gone
1: up, <laughs> ETH has gone up significantly uh, of late. So it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that Soul's gone down. Yeah, uh,
0: and and I don't think Soul is dead by any means. Like if you just pop this to like a weekly chart, it's like, all right, I guess we're having a retracement, yeah. but like this thing looks like it wants to take the high and it looks like it wants to go higher. Um, so probably going to be an interesting time to maybe do a little soul rotation.
1: So are you, um, are you still holding your soul or did, was that a trade for you when you, when you got in there and you, you bought your soul like in the, I don't know, it was like eighties or nineties or no, whatever.
0: I still have all of it. I've, I've taken like a couple of head shorts. One I got stopped out on, one moved pretty good. Um, actually entered another one right before this podcast, just kind of doing like a little Monday range trade. Um, but like, yeah, soul on the USD pair does look a little sketchy right now. This is not like a super bullish chart on the, the, the lower time horizons. Um, it's still kind of a bearish bias here. I... <laughs> I really feel like the chart, like it, it really feels like Seoul wants to go to this kind of 75 area at some point. Feels like what that's reaching for. Sometimes these really strong coins, they get front run. They don't actually go all the way to those demand zones. Is that going to happen? I, I don't know, but that's kind of a, a bit of a magnet for me. But also, like, if ETH is just uber sending, it's very hard for me to see how Soul loses, like, Twenty five percent.
1: It goes higher, just maybe not not uh, doesn't catch up with ETH, but goes higher.
0: Yeah, like I don't want to be our boy Peter Brant. Who uh, did he call that wedge? Is that the guy who who called it
1: a very bearish wedge? Yeah, or something? he shorted
0: <laughs> ETH target six fifty. The dumbest thing about that Peter Brant trade wasn't like the meme wedge or anything. It was the fact that he was bullish on Bitcoin. There's just no scenario where you think Bitcoin goes up and ETH <laughs> goes to 650 It's like, it, it just makes you wonder about some of the people on Twitter who have these, like, these has a huge following. He's apparently like a really successful trader in other areas. I, I assume, I assume he has been LARPing his whole life, right? So it's just like, how do you...
1: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Right?
0: But, it, it, it just hurts my brain um but that's uh that's as an aside um yeah so are you are you are you doing anything with eth right now are you you making any rotations you buying any because a lot of people have been asking okay if i'm bullish eth what Uh uh-oh it's my soul short making money. Sorry. <laughs> you just got
1: like a cha-ching message. <laughs> <laughs> you just made some money on ching, that ching, soul ching, ching. short. Love that. Yeah. Uh, I love have the that. same uh, audio programmed into my interactive broker's account when uh, I do options trades. Cha-ching.
0: <laughs> love that feeling when you're like, yeah, I'm crushing this trade. Meanwhile, my spot bag is probably down like 10 <laughs> times the amount of this 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 trade, but. So that's a
1: long-term play. Don't worry about
0: it. Psychological hedge, baby. Uh, works wonders. Um, anyway, yeah, people are people are kind of like on board this ETH narrative, I think. Mm. I think it's sort of swept up the markets so and now people are like, okay, well, how do I play this narrative? Yeah. Because we can't just buy ETH. It's so boring.
1: Well, I mean, you can buy ETH. I have. I rotated out of the Bitcoin, uh, like 50% out of my Bitcoin into just straight ETH. But I do think that Uh, the ETH ecosystem makes a lot of sense like and particularly like you know just knowing myself like I'm not I'm not the guy who's like buying all these like meme coins and everything so like I I kind of play within sort of like blue chippy realms and uh, for me like within the ETH ecosystem it basically means ETH optimism arbitrum Lido that's sort of my my long bag how do you feel about that bag?
0: So arbitrism uh, pff, arbitrism <laughs> that's what, that's what it should be called <laughs> arbitrism uh, <laughs> Arbitrum optimism lido lido yeah yeah i think it's a good bag i, I definitely got into some hot debates on uh, crypto twitter about the lido pick people don't like lido they want rocket pool to go up um i think rocket pool actually did uh, pump a bunch after i dunked on it well, rocket pool could go up too. I mean, in a little bit, you know. So you're welcome for the bottom signal if if that's what, uh, yeah. Hello, <laughs> you're welcome, wow, rocket pool fans. Uh, what's the what's it trading at right now? What's its level? thirty five dollars. Thirty five. Yeah, okay. but I mean, like if we zoom out a little more, I mean, I think I mean kind of nasty, kind of nasty down only. Although. This is just like a really big higher low. And this is just a really big higher low, so I don't know, man. Kind of a bullish chart if you zoom out enough.
1: I'm a believer. I mean I think Rocket Pool's fine.
0: The uh Rocket Pool Lido ratio has been like horrendous. Like if you I, I like doing this where you just chart and you're like, which one do I buy? And you just you just kinda chart them Yeah. against one another. Where is Lido? There we go. So, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is not really like a... Like, I don't look at this chart and like, oh, wow, I, I really need to long this. This looks so good, you know? It's just bleeding. much. It, it kind of looks much like the ETH-BTC ratio itself. So maybe it gives us one of these little, like, whoop, and then... I don't... Yeah. But until that happens, you know... I'm just going to assume this is just another little fake bullshit pump like all the other sort of fake bullshit pumps.
1: I have like this whole big theme uh, for this cycle. And the theme for me is like, don't overthink it. Don't try to get too fancy. Don't get too complex. Just keep it fucking simple. And I think that that's going to be pretty easy to. Yeah. I mean, the Lido
0: chart, even with this pullback, like if you zoom out, it just it just objectively looks so much better. Than the rocket pool chart, you know, while rocket sort of like, oh, they're putting in a high like rocket is here right now. And like, yeah, maybe it goes up and puts in a higher high. But like Lido has put in that higher high. It has, you know, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, it's it's basically gone to all time highs. It's it's just like a pretty bullish looking chart. And I, I, I just don't really want to fade that. And, and and also, it's, it's crypto, so things people hate just really pump hard. Um, I saw Vance t- Spencer tweeted something where he's like, you know, if you really hate something, you should probably buy a little of it. <laughs> and, and I thought that was very wise. That, that kind of goes in with our uh, psychological hedging type deal. He, he actually talked in that tweet. He'd be like, he's a, he's, I think he said, like, I basically own a little bit of, like, every single thing that is, like, a, a big, kind of a big coin. That makes so he's sense. A, he's, a, he's, a, he's a psychological <laughs> hedger. Just Vance, a uh, little bag.
1: Vance is one of those guys who like um, doesn't really miss. You know, like I, I see like certain Twitter accounts that are just kind of like always right. Like I think Chris Bernisky doesn't like go too far out on the ledge, but he's just like always right. I feel like Vance Spencer is one of those guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Vance. I like him. Got nothing against him. I know he's a big uh, he's a big immutable bull. Probably because he has a huge bag. Yeah, it's probably uh, done pretty well. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of recovered a bit. Uh, it's a bummer. I almost uh, almost added to the bag in the low 180s. We're back to 220 now. Um, it's another good chart where if you, you, you kind of pull up the four-hour, you're like, oh, it looks like a bit of a mess, but then you go to the weekly, and it's just, oh, yeah, it looks pretty bullish. Yeah, it's pretty so, good. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've bought a little bit of immutable uh, Probably want to add more to it as a part of this ETH trade. I don't think it's as clean as like just like L2s. Um, I think another interesting trade is is going to be Blur, because yeah. Blur is kind <laughs> of like the primo sort of like ETH application at this point, and ETH NFTs are basically at the depths of hell. So we're kind of like you know well, how 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 bad could it? To get and the and the blur chart looks pretty. It looks pretty juicy to me. Um,
1: it had a nice move today. I noticed, because I own some.
0: Oh shoot! Did it bounce? Hmm. This is a good example of why you uh, need to sit. Look, yeah. Okay, so weekly chart is really clean on this. Really, really clean. Like this is a weekly order block right here. So good strategy if you are trying to get into all to like, where do I buy? Like you look for these order blocks in the weekly, these down candles that create big up moves that sort of like take out highs, break structures, Um, market structure, uh, when price goes back to those areas, usually a strong uh, point of demand and you can it, really, really strong coins in crypto. Sometimes they just like touch the very top of the zone and go away. So you can't necessarily even get too greedy with your bids, but you can kind of ladder bids all the way down in that these, order block. Yeah. Zones and just kind of set it and, and forget it, <clears throat> uh, which is something I, I, I was telling you before the show I was like, I got to like just. I got to focus on the weekly charts more. Like if I spent more time just only going over weekly charts, but like being really thoughtful about the zones and where I want to bid and it put all my time into that and like actually, because I do this, but I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the orders out, you know, especially if it's on chain stuff, it's such a pain in the ass to actually set and like manage all these things. So I just like look at the charts instead and I'm trading on the, you know, five minute or whatever, and you kind of get lost in the sauce. If if all I did for like these altcoins was look at the weekly charts, set bids in weekly areas, just only think about weekly, I feel like I would do so so mm-hmm. much better. And and I think that's like a resolution that I have to make.
1: When you do the uh, when you do these trading like I guess what I'm asking is like where's your biggest trading bag? Is that like is that on Bybit or is that um, like on Chain somewhere where you're setting these limit orders?
0: I don't keep it ton of money on chain anymore. Uh, I just think it's dangerous for a multitude of reasons. So, you know, most of my money is like in like Coinbase. Yeah. Which is like the safest place for me. Um, and then I've got like a lot of exposure in like an actual brokerage account. And then I just have like smaller accounts where I'm doing like the, the perp trading, you know, on like a buy bit or something, but I, I'm not like keeping <clears throat> tons of money there because um, I don't want get hacked. On like protect myself, like if you know, it's it's, it's just it's just it. Yeah, it's any weird.
1: any moment of weakness, you click <clears> a wrong <throat> thing and and it's gone, like fucking bullshit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or if somebody like wrench attacks you and your money's in like interactive brokers, you're like, yeah, it's it's all the bitcoins and <laughs> like in Paxos. Sorry, man, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't get it. That's <laughs> not really real Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> blur. Blur looks good. Blur looks like it wants uh 68 and then 83 to me and eventually I think all-time highs. I think this thing is oh god, that was quite a wick there, huh? Jesus. My god. <laughs> I don't know if that's an accurate wick. I think wicked up to like 9 bucks. Oh man. Um yeah, I like this trade. I think we're going to start having the uh the 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 blast narrative, the blast layer 2. Mm. Big kind of tie in with uh, with blur, obviously. Uh, another trade that I, I don't see a ton of people um, talking about is uh, what is the MNT? MN- oh it's MNT. I N T. I don't know the damn yeah mantle. Yeah, it was. Maybe this is a top signal for you.
1: Is I was actually asking about this in our uh, Discord today. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for for bringing that
0: up for me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, kind of the L2 play looks pretty good. (laughs) I mean, that, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So kind of feel like, uh, oh wait, is this, yeah, that's it. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. That's a good looking chart, man. Uh, should probably buy some, got a little bit of a pullback off the top. Yeah. 10%. That's nothing in these coins, but, um, Yeah, like this, this is like a good example of like, I should just set bids here, right? Like I should just set bids from like 70 down to 60 or so. Yeah. And just wait. Um, It's just like, they get filled so much. Like things pump and you get greedy and you're like, you FOMO, you're like, oh my God, it's running without me. I'm just going to buy it here and just put the stop here. And then just like wicks down, stops you out. And then like five days later or a week later, it ends up going down into your zone and then you could have just bought there, just wicks there. You would have never been down. And then it trades up and you just, you just feel like a moron cause you're so impatient. Um, but you get conditioned to do that because some of these things do run and it's really painful to watch them run. Uh, but sometimes they just run for like six days, seven days, and then you get some risk off event and they go back to that zone and you can kind of get in at a good <clears> price. So I
1: really like that strategy. I, I get, I have a follow up question mm-hmm. on like Bybit, for instance. So you set these limit orders, um, do they ask you or do they require you to put up any collateral when you like set a limit order like that or is that just like a something that's Oh yeah, limit
0: order you have to literally have like if you're buying like ETH USDC or ETH USD you literally have to have the USD. USDC in that account. I mean But like it doesn't it doesn't m- Well, I mean there are margin accounts, I shouldn't say that. Like you can get a margin account some of these places. Yeah, but um, and
1: but like you uh setting that limit order doesn't mean that that uh, USDC is tied up on that order. Like you can also have another order.
0: No, it is tied up. Oh, it's tied up. Like you can't, yeah, you can't like rehypothecate your limit orders. (laughs) I think, uh, so I think Coinbase now does let you earn interest on the stuff. Like there, there used to be a time where you would like the, the stables would get locked up in the limit order and you didn't even earn interest on them, which was stupid. So I think, I think Coinbase lets you earn interest on your USDC. That is like just bottom fishing, for orders, well,
1: because I was thinking the uh, the alternative w- would be that like you have all the you can like have a, a ton of limit orders out on, on a bunch of different names, a th- bunch of different tokens, and it it only like uses the collateral win- once the order fills, and then all the other ones are canceled. You know if, if like your USDC is now gone.
0: Yeah, I don't think most exchanges do that. But okay. Check with your check with your local favorite exchange. Like in TradFi, uh, that's the
1: way it works. Like, you, like it doesn't use your collateral to set limit orders.
0: Yeah, Tr- yeah. TradFi is a lot smarter than we are. <laughs> okay. In, in, in a lot of ways, um, but yeah, I mean that's how I got into like my arbitrum position that I have, or, or or most of it is that like end of the year I went like a little bit risk off. Kinda of went a little bit to cash, used that cash to sort of fish for orders and I actually got screwed by the exchange but by the i I have like a ticket out with them, just being like, what the fuck happened? Because I bid all in here. I got like two dips into this zone. Like I had orders at like a dollar sixty-four that didn't get filled. No fills. Like but- huge like orders that didn't get filled. And but but then I had orders like at one fifty-nine that got filled. It it's just like a huge clusterfuck. So I, the fills with these things are, they're, they're, they're tilting sometimes, but, um, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, I do risk a little bit, get some cash, uh, put in limit orders where I wanted to bid, got it. And like, had a, had a nice move on that. Uh, so that's cool. I, I think like every so often during like these cycles, like you have to just like tap yourself on the shoulder and go like, wait a minute. I, Cause you end up at a spot all the time where you have no cash in your crypto account. You're just all in. Sometimes with leverage, and when things get like really, really juicy, and it feels like it can't possibly go down, right? You you tap yourself on the shoulder and be like, "Wait a minute, I I, I shave a little bit off." Like having twenty percent. I mean, ideally, probably like thirty percent. Who are you, Warren Buffett? <laughs> of your account in in cash, kind of like doing a combination of yield farming or like just sniping coins that you really, really want at really, really juicy levels is, is so good. It's so good for your mental health because when you get a nuke, like a part of you is like, Oh boy, I just bought a mutable for nothing. And I, I feel really happy as God. opposed to like it, everything's nuking. And you just feel helpless. You have no cash. You have no optionality. You're like, now do I sell? It's just like shitty. Like don't put yourself in that situation. Like try to keep like 20%. Even just ten percent. Like even if it's like oh it's so good I can't sell it's going up just just go like just go ten percent cash. Just ten. That's like it's like nothing. You probably need some money for taxes at this point anyway. You probably already should be shaving a little bit off, you know.
1: Dude, I think this is good advice and I completely agree with you. Um, but this is one thing that irks me with crypto or like one thing that I love about TradFi and it's gonna make me sound like a geriatric probably, but like like I like that, <clears throat> that in TradFi I can use options to go like leveraged on a name and still have dry powder in cash in the account like in crypto like if you want to lever up like you're levering up like you're using all your cash and then you're going into your margin and that's fucking annoying
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it sucks yeah it is <laughs> it is but this is what we deal with um yeah good case to be made for me to kind of move all of my bitcoin to like trad like maybe not all of it. All of it's silly. Gotta have, I think you got to have a little bit of the, the biology. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mad you, Max bag. To the Mad Max bag is right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just Break in, case. in case case emergency. <laughs> uh, you're right. I I mean I like to think that you'd be able to see that coming at least a little.
1: Yeah, I don't think the world's road, going to to a- I, I, I
0: I'm a I'm a bit of an optimist in this regard. So yeah, I I, I think we'll be okay. But um. Yeah, you just have so much optionality in the brokerage. There's so many interesting things you can do. You can write calls, you know, for income or to hedge, or uh, you can you can borrow margin against your your, your BTC ETF uh, shares, which is super super nice for for, for some of us. Um, a lot of cool stuff you can do there. So definitely something I'm thinking about. Um, one more thing on the the ETH ecosystem play. I I've talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Um, Next year is the year of restaking. It's the year of oh, this year, I guess. Now the year of the uh, uh, LST narratives, kind of. You know, so if if you're really really bullish on Lido and you're really really bullish on Eigen, I feel like there's like a beta play to that, which is Pendle.
1: Man, I've heard you talking about this for a long time. Can you explain how this is sort of beta
0: to restaking? Yeah. So I've Pendle is my best position i think in my entire portfolio maybe winner but my size i think i did a bigger multiple on winner like probably up like 10 or 11x on winner probably up like 8x on pendle i think i got in like 20 cents um but like i sized a lot better on pendle um this thing has just been kind of up only for basically the entirety of the 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 bottom of the bear um and it's not talked about a lot. It's a really interesting project. It's basically like interest rate swaps on DeFi. Like so the the big rate is obviously the the staking rate of ETH. Like what are you getting paid in, you know, Lido or, or Rocket Pool. Um, but there's also like rate swaps on like GMX, like their their pool, uh GLP. Uh there's rate swaps on various like stablecoin yield pools. Wait, help
1: me understand this because like uh in in um, the world that I play in, a rate swap is typically like a, a you have like a, a floating rate and then you swap it for a fixed rate. Um, but in in like crypto crypto land, you know that that ETH rate is pretty close to fixed. I mean, it does float around, but like, what are you trading it, it for? It, tra-
0: it floats a lot.
1: It floats. So you are doing a, a good fixed. Amount. You're doing a floating for fixed. You
0: can lock in. You can basically hedge and lock in like a fixed rate for like a year or five years or something like that. Like there's various ways of doing that. Or you can simply speculate on the rate. Like you can actually make money buying or selling the the rate. Like the swap security. Yeah. And they have a really good tokenomics and a really good setup. That's kind of attracting a lot of TVL. Like you can put like Lido ETH in a Pendle pool and then you can get like Pendle yield on top of your, um, on oh, yeah. top of your Lido yield, so like the the TV, like this is badass. I like this. I like this already. Yeah, um, let me pull up the. Uh, oh look, it's us. Uh, DeFi, uh, let me pull up Defi Llama. Defi Llama is really good for uh, checking like the the TVL of these things, um, and the you know the TVL of these protocols is basically kind of mimics their their price chart. And yeah, you can see this is just, it's basically up only in USD. But even if you denominate in ETH, like it's still pretty up only. Um, so this is, I think, still like two hundred million market cap, yeah, one hundred eighty million market cap. So
1: pretty small.
0: Pretty small, still. Um, what's Lido at three point one eight billion? So also pretty
1: small, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but you know, Pendle is fifteen yeah, X or so to get is my math wrong there no i think that's right i don't know probably whatever it's a lot to to kind of get to not not to say that it's going to do that um, but it is like i think one of the better like small cap plays that has a lot of beta but also has like a product and and traction um i I would not recommend sizing really big in these things because it's DeFi, and like you're just probably going to wake up one day and they'll be like our pool has been drained. Uh, <laughs> Sixty million in user funds have been. and your token just goes to zero. It's just <laughs> the worst. It's just the worst. So don't don't go too big on it. But yeah, I thought that was like an interesting uh, yeah. interesting additional play. If you you want beta on your beta, you know, who doesn't love of, it? Well, Hal doesn't love it. But yeah, good chart. Uh, Hal does not love it. Yeah, you want to talk about Hal?
1: Yeah, I'd love to talk about Hal.
0: Let's pivot to Hal. Our boy Hal Press put out. A new uh, new narrative. You know, he just drops these kind of hal hal trades like every quarter or so. Yeah. Uh, last big one I remember was like the stacks trade, or, or maybe it was GPTC. I don't know. But like the 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 stacks trade was pretty funny in the spring. He definitely just like pumped it and dumped on everybody like right at the top. So uh, possibly that's what's happening here, which would be good for us. What he is basically saying in a nutshell, is that he's going short crypto equities versus long spot. Uh, that is the thesis. So he's basically saying, look, um, TradFi used MicroStrategy, Bitcoin miners, coin as a proxy for crypto because they didn't have access to spot crypto. Um, you were able to basically sell futures and go long spot and collect like about 30%, right? And so he's saying, okay, people are using these instruments as the long leg of the trade and now that that premium is collapsing and now that like you know micro strategy is not going to trade like basically unwinding of that trade the unwinding of the micro strategy premium the premium that might be built into all these things is going to to, to squish that ratio together and these things are going to sell off Um, now this is something we've talked about right Um, I you know I mentioned a couple weeks ago on the show like I am like I sold my miners uh, I sold the riot position um coming into the end of the year and I hedged with uh options on my coin position. Uh both of those I, I would say, you know, relatively luckily were nearly at like the the top. You know, there's obviously some analysis that went into it, but like things get fuzzy, but like fortunately that was basically the top on those two. Um and the idea like that we we talked about this idea when talking about the ETF too, right? Like is the ETF priced in? And I I said to you a few episodes ago, like, yeah, I worry that (laughs) coins up like 400%, micro strategies going to the moon, miners have run up. People have bid this. It's not in the price of Bitcoin as much as it is in the price of these other assets. And like, maybe it is priced in, like, as everybody's talking about like, oh, the money's all this money has to come in. It's like, well, no, actually, people have already been buying these uh, things. So what happens when that is unwound? Um, but I've been rambling for a bit. So I want to get your, your, your thoughts on everything here.
1: Um, yeah, well, I think what he's saying is, is correct. Like, and we we identified the same thing. You know, we talked about how, how the premium, particularly on micro strategies is, is going to narrow the premium against their Bitcoin holdings. That's going to narrow. I think, I think he's, he's like right about this. What I, I actually, I actually think that what he what he's trying to do here is, like, really fucking stupid. Um, but it's just not for the, the most obvious reason. Like, the, uh, the, the obvious low-hanging fruit is that I would say I disagree with him on his, th- on his take that, uh, like, the, the crypto equities are, are not going to go down. Like, that's – I do disagree with him, but that's not why I think it's stupid. Why I think it's stupid is because he's playing this, like, delta-neutral position – instead of just being long the beta. Like, I think if you're playing in crypto, you want to be exposed to crypto, not delta neutral. So like, he's he's playing this to say, buy Bitcoin, short Bitcoin uh, adjacent stonks. I think that's really fucking stupid. Just buy Bitcoin. Like, why would you hedge the Bitcoin position with these stonks that are gonna go up 50%? Like, you're gonna be short these stocks. Like, maybe they don't go up as high as Bitcoin. Like, that's, that's what he's really saying. And he might be right about yeah. that. And he might be right about that. But why would you fucking short something that's going to go up 40%? Just don't do it. Just be long. Like the Delta neutral position is so stupid.
0: I I get it. I get it. Because coming into this ETF, right? I think anybody who is honest was saying, I don't know what's going to happen to Bitcoin price. I don't know. Is it going to mega boon? Is it going to dump? I don't know. And that was the honest answer, right? So, it's hard to be just be long Bitcoin, I guess, going into the ETF when you have this big kind of question mark on Bitcoin, right? But you and I were sitting here talking about micro strategy, for example, trading at like a what they had like a forty or fifty percent premium. No, it's like five x to 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 their
1: Bitcoin holdings, like.
0: It's it's is like an insane premium. We're like yeah. this. This has to go away. Yes. this will go away. Yeah. So it kind of seems like if you can take that free money, like if you can make thirty percent in a month. That's okay. Pretty so good, right.
1: So that was a, a question I had because I didn't. You know, I read it this morning, so I didn't actually look for this uh, specifically. But I, I wondered how long he's like playing this thesis because, like, the longer you play this thesis, I think the worse it gets. Like, cause, for sure. Because I'm like I'm basically doing what he's saying um, on a very short time frame, like Q1. Um,
0: Damn, MicroStrategy is wrecked.
1: Yeah, MicroStrategy is getting wrecked. Like we all saw this. I mean, this this one was the obvious play.
0: This is pretty fascinating because MicroStrategy. Here, let me throw Bitcoin on the chart. Yeah, so Bitcoin is up ten percent. In a span of time, that MicroStrategy is down twenty six. That's a thirty six percent delta there. Um, that's pretty crazy.
1: But like, if if he wants to be long Bitcoin,
0: but I don't think he wants to be long Bitcoin. He's, he's just, just, playing just playing the he's delta. Just, he's just, just playing, playing the, the spread. Just the trade.
1: See, like, I want to be long Bitcoin, but I'm I'm thinking about it longer than Q one. Like, I don't know how long he's thinking about it. Because, like, for me, crypto is going to have a pretty great 2024. So, like, I I want to be, like, long with leverage beta to crypto.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- this trade was... Cra- I mean, here's Coinbase. Again, sorry for all the scribbles. This is kind of like my doodle chart. Where I just draw random shit. But you can, you can see, like, yeah, coin, again, in the time span that Bitcoin is up 10%, coin is down 25%.
1: Yeah. So, here, like... Let me give you a little bit more about why I think this is dumb. Mm -hmm. Like because well, hold on. If let's just assume he's playing this for like twenty twenty-four, which I'm making that assumption. I don't know how long he's playing this for.
0: I don't think this is a twenty twenty-four thing. Okay. I I, I got the impression this was like a a month month or two. Okay, well I'm on the same
1: I'm on the same trade and he might already be
0: out of this trade. Like the very fact that Hal... Is tweeting about it probably means he's just trying to use this as exit liquidity at this point you know yeah I guess that's that's what's happened in the past with some of these that's how was stacks like he basically top-tick stacks um. okay
1: (laughs) so I was actually thinking about this as like a longer-term thing like this is like his strategy for the for the year and that's why I was so mad about it because like with when I think about this trade for a longer time horizon all I see is that you cap your upside you basically just take the spread only and then i think you actually add risk to it because you know like bitcoin for a longer time period doesn't have that much risk and then you add in this extra variable and that's extra risky less return i don't like it but you know for this for this month or this quarter like i'm basically on the same trade i agree with him
0: so i don't think anybody in the audience really cares about micro strategy from the vibes i've gotten for people so no, whatever stupid. on micro strategy but i know a lot of people care about coin and coin is coin yeah. is coin is getting nuked at the moment i mean it has just gone basically up only it, you know you got 170 percent off the not even the bottom just the recent low with basically no pullback right so to eat you know uh 20 this is interesting that like all all like mara coin and microstrategy are basically all down like exactly 25 26 percent
1: I guess I would support the idea that these were uh bitcoin trades
0: yeah it's pretty pretty interesting that it's the same thing happening so um yeah that that begs the question like why is like let's talk about coin specifically like why is coin nuking is it nuking because it's this trade being taken off so people are basically selling getting out of this trade is it nuking because the market is saying like oh well these etfs are bearish coin because now all this trading volume is going to etfs and they're making 10 times you know, instead of making 100 bips on a trade they're making 10 bips on the custody now and that's basically like a 10 to one like they've basically lost a lot of stuff in that because that's the other thing people are saying right now they're like oh my god how did we not see this uh, coin trading volume is going away so so much of it now that you know, there's a, there's an ETF. Um, what, 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 do you, what do you think about that narrative specifically? Like, does that hold water to you?
1: <clears throat> no, no. I, I think that, uh, the people that are buying the ETF are distinctly different buyers than like crypto people. This is, I think they're like, they're like new people. I, I, I'm so Coinbase did generate a significant portion of their revenue from trading Bitcoin. It was like 30% of their revenue. Fucking massive. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that will go, but not much in my estimation. Not much because like anybody buying this ETF are like people that don't have a Coinbase account or aren't trading Bitcoin in their Coinbase account in my in my assumption. So like, I think that, that f- the five to 15 basis points is actually additive. It's not uh, cannibalizing that revenue.
0: Yeah, I think I share your sentiment. I think you could easily make the argument that although... Even if coin does lose some of the Bitcoin volume they're getting currently, the very fact that a Bitcoin ETF exists is clearly bullish for the market as a whole. And when the ETF is going out and buying the Bitcoins for this fund, right, somebody is on an exchange somewhere like a Coinbase selling them those Bitcoins. That person is then getting cash and what are they doing with that cash? Often they're rotating into shit coins.
1: Okay, this, the, what you just brought up, I think, is my main gripe with anybody talking about Coinbase is because they're all missing the forest for the trees, which is that like, when we're in an environment like this where crypto is pumping, more and more people want to fucking trade crypto, and Coinbase is the beneficiary of that. So it's like it doesn't even matter that, that Bitcoin trading goes down because other trading goes higher. And that is all that matters. And all these other narratives, like how they're diversifying their revenue stream, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that people are going to be trading a bunch of shit coins in a bull market, and Coinbase is going to fucking fly.
0: Yeah, and I think you know we haven't even seen the base narrative start, and I think that'll be fun. Um, we haven't seen the altcoin. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think. I'm sure altcoin volumes have picked up significantly. Unconsciously, but like we're nowhere near.
1: can, we're just getting started.
0: Yeah, I think I hope we're just getting started. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, the chart from a technical perspective, just it just makes sense to me. You know, like we, we were watching this level for a long time. Like we've been sitting here saying, like, hey, this zone from 150 to 207 or so, dude, is an enormous monthly order block. It's a fat area of supply resistance. Price is gonna hit that. It's probably going to bounce down, you know?
1: I can't give you enough credit, dude. Props to you because when you showed this chart over and over again, it's stuck in my brain and I, I began to understand and I set all these uh I sold calls. I sold a fuckload of calls at 195, five, two ten, two fifteen, two twenty, 205, 210, 215, 220. And I'm like no, I think I'm going to be safe here. And sure fucking enough, they're all safe. They're all expiring um, on the 12th and 19th of January. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm safe. And then, you know, I also bought the 150 put. I bought the 140 put, you know, back in end of December. So like Mm -hmm. those are fucking up big.
0: I think a lot of people right now are looking at this. Like I see a lot of people in this way like, oh, I'm buying. I'm buying a dip. I'm buying the dip. I am buying the dip i do not really have a problem with that. If you have like a long-term view, like if you buy this at 140, if you buy it at 110, it goes to 2,000. How much does it matter? Not that much, really. It's kind of more important that you get allocated. Yeah. Like if you are really, really bullish, like it matters a lot more that you get your whole stack in than that you get like the absolute lowest possible price. Like getting only half yeah. your stack in at like a really good price. If you do a 20x. Is like kind of like a big fat L. You know where are
1: we at on this now? Is it? It's like one forty. Yeah, we closed the
0: day at uh, one forty one.
1: One forty one. So like <clears throat> to your point, I'm with you. I agree that in in a year from now, one forty one is going to be fine. But I I I personally think it's too early to be buying. Uh, for me, I mean, I already have a fucking huge long position. Uh, I'm
0: very interested in buying like sub one fifteen. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well. Me too. So I, I kind of, you know, based on our conversations before, I was looking at sort of this 145 and then the 115 level actually as like sort of the two, two spots. But I wanted to get really get your take.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's an interesting chart because it's just, <laughs> it's just so up only right. There's not a lot of demand when you kind of look at it because price just went up, 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 up. The weekly, I think is interesting because you, you, you see this kind of, this this is basically, you know, this this is basically an order block here, right? Um, This is a down move before an enormous move up, right? Like this zone here um, from 70 to 113 or so. Like if, if price goes through there, like it's just over, right? Like that's like, Good luck recovering from that, right? So if you're bullish on this thing and you get those levels, you got to buy in there. I don't know how deep into that zone we actually go. I don't know if we get into that zone, but I, like I have like my exposure, so I'm like I'm not gonna buy more unless I get to that price, and that's a really good price. The other thing that's really cool about that price is like the top of that zone is at the, you know the the six one eight fib, which is like kind of like a really interesting retrace level. Yeah, I like to buy things that are at a minimum. In the discount of the range, like below the fifty percent, but ideally uh, six one eight to seven nine is kind of like the golden pocket. And the seven nine is basically the mid range of that zone. That's like ninety two dollars. Eh, that seems a little low, but you know, I, I don't know. It's not impossible. It's thirty you percent know, from here. Even the point
1: okay. five level. What's the uh, what's the what is that? The point five level of this one hundred thirty or so. One thirty. Yeah. I'd feel comfortable there. I mean, that's not even that far from here. So. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a bit of a falling knife at the moment. Like, you've got very strong momentum down. Um, we, we are in kind of like a daily demand zone here. It's definitely possible this zone holds. Uh, the mid-range of it is about 138 or so, so I had that level marked as the first area I thought we could maybe bounce from. Um, but, like, I, I don't know, gun, gun to my head, I... I think we've come close to touching 115. Um, it just looks pretty ugly right now. There's no reason to think it's really going up from here. But uh, if you see, you know, if you see some bullish structure happening from here, you start seeing the hourly chart, four-hour chart making higher highs in this area. Maybe you go like, okay, maybe I'll start allocating. There's some signs of life. But if you just get like down candle, down candle, down candle, down candle, and you're like a trader. Not an investor. If you're an investor, like whatever you see, like a bloody daily red candle, yeah, buy. Just do it. Like any that that's like a good rule of thumb, I think. Like if you're trying to get in a long term position, you see like these. Like what was the daily candle today? That was like a nuke town. That was yeah, negative eleven percent. Yeah, you just just buy. Like if you just buy on negative negative ten percent days, like you're gonna you're gonna be okay. Like if your long term thesis about the the asset is uh is correct, without getting too cute with it. But yeah. Yeah, I think, I think probably like maybe 130 would balance tonight.
1: (laughs) So in your estimation, 2024 coin versus Bitcoin, what outperforms? Uh, Coin. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And and that's sort of what I was saying with Hal, but if, if you're, if you're, thinking that how's only on in this yeah. trade, for like, like even time. though
0: that chart is ugly kind of on the four hour, like if you pull up a monthly, it's just, you got two mega candles, right? And you got one down candle coming out of the monthly zone, right? This could be the one down candle. However low this goes, you could have one down candle. That's your new monthly order block. And then the next candle pushes up through 200. And now like we're, now we're cooking you know, now we're really off to the races. Now we've cleared like a really, really difficult zone and then we're pretty much good until like 275 or so, I think. Um, so
1: 250 was the, uh, IPO price. I remember.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a few zones here. You've got like, yeah, I mean, 234, there's, there's some like monthly areas where you could kind of run into stuff. But but like I said, I, I just think this thing is going to all time highs at some point. So, um, just kind of looking at these monthly areas as interesting spots to hedge, to sell options. Like, I, if you're really, really exposed to something, you collect a little bit of income. If you're wrong on that trade and it goes up, it's like, uh, oh, well, like, I'm still net richer. I'm just less rich than I would Took have been. some profit. Yeah. And if, like, you know, downside blood happens, you could pay your mortgage. You can buy some stuff if you don't need to pay your mortgage. Um, so good stuff all around so i think we're cool on coin i, I want to touch on the miners though because this is the part of the thesis like of, of hows that i'm kind of most concerned about i think he brings up a lot of good points they're not necessary necessarily points i didn't know but i think i definitely had to check myself i got a little too cavalier because i think when you make these trades and you just like crush it and you, you do like a 7x or something you're like I'm a genius. The market was so wrong about all this shit. Like these are just going up, but maybe not. Like maybe you caught a move and it, it that, that thesis is wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe riot never breaks that high that you, you thought it was going to break, you know, maybe Mara is not what you thought it would be. Maybe like, like the main, the main crux here is that like, okay, we've got to have an event coming up, which is a minor means that your profits are,
1: slashed (laughs) well right revenues first of all they don't have any profits
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's that's an important thing to know your revenues are cut in half right um so that's bad the market i feel like knows this yeah right like i feel like that's priced in i feel like what is less priced in is the ordinals is the fee market now hal had an interesting chart where he was kind of showing uh ordinal fees kind of rolling over, or just fees in general rolling over. Let me see if I got that, oh. Is this it? No, that's the hash rate. Oh, fees, yeah. So, yeah, this is a chart of uh, Bitcoin transaction fees as a percentage of the block reward. Um, and you can basically see that the peak of this chart was also the peak of those uh, you know, Bitcoin miner call performances. Not a coincidence. uh, We've rolled over. Yep. Rolled over pretty hard. Uh, But so have the miners. Um, So they may be selling off because of the the transaction fees. They may be selling off also because of people dumping them because they were this kind of proxy trade for Bitcoin. Um, I guess my question now is, like, is this still a valid trade moving forward? And if so, is the time to enter now? Like, has Hal's trade actually already played out and it's over? and we should be looking to buy or like does this have more legs to run like do do you have an do you have an opinion on his like fundamentals take on these miners
1: yeah my opinion is that he's right and my opinion even going into this was that these are fucking dog shit i didn't like the fundamentals of these to begin with i just said they're going to go up because they hold a lot okay, of bitcoin
0: okay well when i say this i mean i should clarify do these have the fundamentals to go really really up for like a year because that's yes. what we're concerned about yes
1: uh, and but not like not the fundamentals in a way that, um, you know, like a Morningstar analyst who's like a value investor is gonna find uh, an intrinsic value that says these should 5X. Not, that's not what I mean. Like the DCF value of these things aren't gonna 5X. What, what could 5X is the price because markets are fucking speculative. And like for, for the miners to go higher, all it takes or what it takes is for Bitcoin price to go higher. And that I, I think that all the analysis that Hal showed is correct. Mm-hmm. The value of those businesses are tied to those things. But I think in the near term, the price of those businesses, meaning the price of the stock, is actually tied to the price of Bitcoin. And if Bitcoin price goes higher, those miners go much higher.
0: More so for the Bitcoin miners with like the larger balance sheets.
1: Yeah, yeah. and And we talked about this too. It's like, I think that these are higher beta bitcoin in the specific use case where the miner holds their bitcoin meaning that they have a big bitcoin position on their balance sheet and when they mine new bitcoin they don't just dump all of it. So that's that yeah. what makes them mechanically higher beta
0: bitcoin. But, but a miner like Wolf that like dumps or or Bitdeer
1: Bitdeer dumps dumps everything. Dumps right? everything the minute they get so it. So
0: bitcoin like so Bitdeer is and Correct me if I'm wrong, but BitDeer would probably be like way more sensitive to ordinals in the fee market versus like somebody like Hut that just has like a fat chunk of Bitcoin. Right. And they're they're very exposed to what the price of Bitcoin is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. exactly. And, and with BitDeer, I was I was thinking about this like. I would rather just hold spot Bitcoin than Bitdeer because Bitdeer is just playing that game. Like they're just taking their Bitcoin and selling it right away. That's basically just spot Bitcoin with more risk. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe I would, like, <laughs> to do a Hal Press trade, I would long hut short Bitdeer.
0: Do you still like Mara?
1: Yeah, just because it's the biggest and mm-hmm. stupidest. You know, like, I think all of this is sort of like a, it's like a kind of like, I look at these as like meme coins for stonks. And I'm like kind of just not overthinking it too much, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, Mara on the, the daily definitely looks a little sketch at the moment. You kind of ran into a similar sort of monthly supply that Coinbase ran into, right? Like these patterns seem to be repeating on all the charts, fails to take out the high. Um, and then we kind of get some like impulsive selling off on the daily kind of peaked out at 31 uh touched 20 today so you're talking pretty big uh swings in this thing if i zoom way out kind of a similar thing we have to, to coinbase which is that we have this gigantic like kind of high time frame order block hard to make trades out of these levels because they're so big right this one goes from 20 to seven so you know a bit of a large discrepancy in price right so you can either just kind of bid all the way down dca in that zone or maybe like if if the chart looks really ugly just kind of bid the mid-range which is like 13 14 bucks um i i put a little bit back into mara initially like i i I rotated probably like 20 or 30 percent of my riot profits kind of back in the market because i was like "Mm." If I'm wrong I don't want to like get caught on the sidelines with nothing, and then i'm gonna look at it forever and never buy and i'm gonna hate myself so I, so I dip my toes in um now I'm kind of thinking like I want to see what this does. I definitely can see that like like if Bitcoin dumps to forty k from here like Mara is just gonna get it's slaughtered, right it's annihilated, yeah, but I think that would be like a potentially like crazy good opportunity like if Mara dumps down to like fourteen or fifteen bucks, then you it's buy a really a le- interesting then spot. you buy leaps again
1: so yeah. like This name upsets me so much because I bungled it like um, this is the one that I bought the puts at 24 and 20 back when this thing was you know in the 30s or whatever um, Before the fall and uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be so smart when this thing dumps to $20 And I'm fucking break-even on these puts because I paid so much on the premium. I just fucking botched it I should have just shorted the common.
0: Yeah Fuck fuck
1: but but like I, I'm I'm basically with you, that I'm I'm waiting for this thing to fall more, and then just ride it again. Yeah. But it's like, it, it's because I believe the price of Bitcoin is going to go higher. Like, I'm like not even a Bitcoiner. I don't even hold, barely any Bitcoin, and I, I think we're, we're going to like go to hundred k Bitcoin, and if that if that happens, then you know Mara going to Mara and all these are going to rip higher.
0: The reason I like Hut. Is mostly because of the chart. I also like that. So it looks like a lot of short interest closed on HUT, by the way, because I I know we had put it up a few weeks ago and it was at like thirty five percent. It was like very heavily shorted. And last I checked, I think I saw that it was down to like fifteen or so. So it does look like
1: <laughs> more more uh, more room for the shorts to come in and just squash this thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I mean, what I like about it is that it is basically it's a it's a lower risk trade in that. We've kind of got a similar setup with like this kind of weekly order block that we want to be getting into, and, and the low of of it on HUD is like eight bucks, right? So if you lose this level, it's you know twenty five percent, which is like a lot, but like this is a volatile stock, so that's kind of the sizing you have to have. Versus like on Mara, like if we lose that level, that is seventy percent, right? So I'm having trouble like trading mara because it can go so far down from here but still be in a place where i want to buy or something like hut is kind of like already in my zone of interest i can already be buying it in here and if i'm wrong i can kind of get out for you know much less of a scratch which means that i can size it up Okay, bigger. this is
1: this is very helpful. Can you uh, describe this range that you just identified? Um, like, what are the the dollar levels of like the high and the low and the mid?
0: Yeah, I think it's like basically eight to twelve sixty or okay. so. It's sort of that range, mid range around like ten fifty or so, and which I think we it looks like we are going to tag. Like, if I pull up an hourly chart, it's 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 pretty bearish on the hourly, right? So
1: yeah, and like with with these in particular, like hut. I'm very interested as well. Like I want to buy leap calls on this uh, maturity out to the end of 24 end of 25 um, just to give enough time for Bitcoin price to go.
0: Yeah. My thought was to buy leaps on these. So unlike Riot where I did a much closer um, date, I did leaps on these. And the, the idea was that, not only can I come in with more cash if I'm wrong and it goes lower, but I have the further optionality to switch from like a leap to a more short dated contract. Like if I think like, if you think like actually this is the bottom and you've got like strike dates, like a year out, well you could switch to strike dates, like maybe six months out and get like a much, so you can kind of like roll them to a different month and get like a much higher um, return potentially on your, on your capital. So there's kind of a couple of interesting ways to, maneuver and adjust if you're if you're in that trade and again i'm not in this trade with like a large chunk of my portfolio like i definitely lost a good chunk on mar today and looked at it and went ooh. <laughs> oof, that hurts but yeah. it's, it's not like that's like a you know I, I have a lot more bitcoin than i have bitcoin miners it's just like nice that the options like give you the ability to basically access like very large amounts of of stock but that does mean that on your small position size you can lose like eighty percent of it in one day if the price goes the wrong way which is right. which is pretty gnarly if you're uh not used to that so all right it's good it, it seems like we're pretty aligned on that that yeah. you know hal has been correct and may continue to be correct in the shorter term but i I think we have a rosier view definitely on coinbase it's still a rosier view on uh miners although I think my view on miners is a little more guarded than it has been recently i've definitely just taken like a couple steps back but still um i I think i still like it as a trade because i think there's still this like convexity element to bitcoin and the sort of right end of the bell curve distribution of outcomes here that like is not really just
1: uh to kind of wrap a bow on it i i wanted to get uh an understanding of your Allocation between Coinbase and miners, like my mine is personally like way more heavily allocated to Coinbase. Is that same for you?
0: Yeah, I have way more Coinbase. Yeah,
1: I'm like I'm just much more higher conviction.
0: Yeah, I mean, I might be as exposed to as much like notional value, I guess, of mining stock as oh, I am you went, Coinbase you went on, the, on the options. So I hard. am using options, right? But like my maximum loss on Coinbase, like if I'm wrong on the Coinbase trade from this point is way more than my maximum loss on the, the, you know, I know what my maximum loss is on the miners. It's like these contracts all expire worthless. And I know the dollar value of that. So it is what it is.
1: uh, Because we brought it up, like what other people are doing. We said that other people were using Coinbase and uh, miners and, MicroStrategy as a Bitcoin proxy. Mm -hmm. Do you have any Bitcoin anymore? Like, are you using this as a Bitcoin proxy?
0: No, I have Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my Bitcoin is like levered because like I don't see the point of owning Bitcoin and not like putting you don't gotta put like 10% on it or 20% you don't like a a,
1: in the same time that Mara did 300% (laughs) Bitcoin did 12 and you you don't get excited about that
0: (laughs) no it's just like you know so I gotta I gotta juice it a little bit I mean I have I have unlevered Bitcoins but like um, yeah but yeah I do I do juice the uh, some of the Bitcoin I have because
1: mine is all mine's just uh it's like not even real Bitcoin. It's not like spot Bitcoin in a cold wallet. It's like a, it's like TradFi Bitcoin in my retirement account.
0: Yeah, like most all of my Bitcoin is TradFi Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it's not going to do me a, a lot of good in the apocalypse, but... Right. I hope that, like, you know, some of my stable coins maybe are... <laughs> yeah, maybe ETH. Uh, ...or something. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I mean, people... Yeah, there'll be people who, I think, want ETH, so we'll, we'll be cool. Uh, we'll be cool if it, it, it really goes to hell. Um, let me check the chat, see if anybody had any uh, requests for anything. Do maybe a couple charts before we uh, hit the hay. Sorry, sorry, Chad. I you, you guys are in, like, the corner of my eye here, so I haven't been uh, reading it as much as I, I should have. I need to... Uh, I need to get a uh, better setup here. Oh, one uh, one trade idea that I thought was kind of funny is this idea that we're so we're going to basically now maybe do two or three years of like it's, it's going to be like the DeFi trade where we just had like a new L1 like every month, and that was like really awesome for a while until everything rugged us. Um, we just have like a new e, uh, excuse me, a new uh, ETF rotation trade to play possibly especially if we get like a a republican administration with like a this is like the biggest thing of like why like i I think you kind of want to vote for the the red team if you're into crypto is like the the people in the administration around the president are really really nasty um you know on the blue team unfortunately even though most to crypto in most aspects i think they're these teams are sort of like the same in a lot of areas but yeah like we know that like we've got Elizabeth Warren and Gensler and now we've got Crenshaw waiting in the wings who hates like it's a disaster so assuming that we get like a, a somebody on the red team I don't know if it's the orange guy uh, or somebody who is like orange adjacent or, or or whatever but they put in somebody who's like more of like a Hester Pierce right now we have this interesting game where we're, like well what's next and I, I think that from what I've gathered like the Three things people talk about the most after ETH are Solana, which I think is probably the longest shot of the three at the moment. Um, Chainlink, people like to talk about. But I thought the other interesting one that I, the the ETF folks seem to think is like the most likely actually is, is Ripple.
1: Gasp. Gasp at Ripple. I, I, it was not on my radar at all until you brought it up yesterday on Alfalfa, but... Now that uh, I think about it, I think you're right.
0: The idea that Ripple could be like some trade later on in this bull just fucking drives me crazy. But oh man, that is a, an interesting chart right there.
1: What do you see in this chart, Steven?
0: Oh man, I mean, this chart gives me PTSD because I, you know, I, this is like, I feel like a chart you see at the end of uh, bull markets all the time. You know, you're like, oh, look at this support. And then it just like rugs you. <laughs> you know you're just like and it just goes whoop and then you're dead so that that's what i, I think of a lot when i see this it's like oh man but like um it, it is just a, a lot of higher lows actually on the weekly so maybe it just maybe it just pumps
1: if maybe it this, just does what it did here
0: if this thing gets an etf it's fucking off to the races it's going to go so high like i'm tempted to just Buy like a little bit just so I have it in my portfolio. Looking because I'll never think about this stupid fucking coin because it's it's so stupid. Uh, But if like I see it sitting there in my Coinbase account, it's like a reminder that like, hey, is this a thing? Is this a thing? Is this a thing? I'll be like, oh, maybe maybe it's a thing.
1: I mean, can we can we slow down a little bit on like the on all these ETF approvals and just talk about the next one? Because like, do you believe that an ETH ETF is going to be approved? Like, with high conviction?
0: Yeah, so that's a good thing to talk about, actually, because we sort of glossed over that. I think a lot of people are afraid that an ETH ETF isn't going to be a thing, and I don't agree with that, because I feel like the logic has been set forth, like, pretty clearly. Like, Gensler is like, I don't want to do this, but I got strong-armed by the courts. And so I'm going to listen to the courts and what was the court decision? It was the grayscale case. And it basically boiled down to like, Hey, SEC, you approve these futures ETFs. You've basically just hand waved why like, Oh yeah, price discovery is fine there, but it's not okay here in like spot. And like in the court was like, they're the same. Right. It was like, it tracked, it it tracked like
1: like, 99.7% or something like that.
0: Yeah. It was like the the office meme you know yeah they're
1: the same they're picture the same. the same picture right
0: <laughs> um ETH has the futures etf right so that's all in favor of it and then the other thing is that blackrock filed blackrock you. doesn't fucking lose man what are they like over they're
1: 395. No, no, they were 500 something. 500.
0: It's like, I think they're they like 548 and one. I think they were 547 and one. And now they're 548. And yeah, one. they've
1: lost once. That's the, that's it was the like fucking a, thing.
0: Yeah, and it was like a, it was a stupid thing that and they had no business winning. I think. So
1: BlackRock has their um, ETH ETF already pending. The earliest that can be approved is uh, March, May, May, May. I knew is one and of those. I
0: think, think BlackRock's deadline's in August. But no, I, that's I,
1: the. There's two deadlines. There's like the earliest it could be approved, and the the final deadline right. is August. You're right. So it is like they have to decide by August, according to the filing as it stands now. But
0: maybe they're maybe they're just tired of this shit. Maybe Gary's like, I don't fucking care. They're like, yeah,
1: this. fuck it's it. They could put. They can stuff. push it across before that before like yeah. we could
0: wake up tomorrow and just be bing.
1: right I mean eth you're you're right because the futures thing cuz of BlackRock I think eth ETF is going to happen so that's why even with like how's trade the the main reason why I didn't like how's trade is like just buy eth and eth ecosystem right now cuz that's the trade
0: It's a different trade
1: I know but it's so like
0: It's an expression of a different per- <laughs> yeah. I will defend Hal in this I'm area. just trying to make money here. <laughs> I don't always see eye to eye with Hal, but, you know, I I, I get what he's doing. Um, okay, so, yeah, let's wrap up with a couple... So, we got a couple requests. We got Sui, we got Say, we got Matic. Yeah. Matic's, like, interesting. Matic's kind of been, like, forgotten, I feel like, in the... Uh, the sea of... well, uh, not, not the sea, but the other two, or I guess three, if you include uh, Mantle uh, L2 trades, which have done very, very well. Um, Matic chart has a lot of baggage. You know, we talk about fresh charts. Uh, yeah, the Matic like those, chart is very much not You fresh. like those
1: maidens, first, first racehorse.
0: I do feel like um, Matic or Poly- I feel like Polygon, I don't even know what I'm supposed to call it. I feel like Polygon, the company, is exactly the type of company to basically say like, oh, we're going to change the name of the token and uh, we're we're going to split it even though it's 90 cents. We're just going to divide by 10, make it 9 cents and give it a fresh chart. Like, I feel like you have to price that in a little bit because like, it seems like something they would do. I
1: actually like this because I was going to ask you uh, specifically about what Armand said yesterday. He was like, I like the oh name. Oh my God,
0: somebody in the chat said new chart coming, Matic migrating to Paul. I, didn- I actually didn't even know that.
1: <laughs> Wait, is that true? Because like I actually thought that what Armand said yesterday about optimism, meaning like he liked the branding of optimism better, applies here, where it's like you have a token that's called Matic, you have a ch- uh, protocol that's called Polygon. Like, isn't that fucking stupid?
0: Okay, I love this. So there is a oh, they are gonna do it. So hold on, they are rebranding. Rebrand to Paul. Paul, like P O L. I guess Polygon. Not very imaginative, but uh, that's a
1: terrible name. Paul's
0: a, it's a bad ticker. Paul terrible just, name it just rolls off the tongue paul
1: okay well it's gonna be a fresh chart probably it's gonna uh,
0: okay up- so i am i'm in in on in on the fresh chart meh on the branding i think the uh, paul, paul does something <laughs> pole soul pole, pole. and soul oh, okay oh maybe if we pronounce it pole we're back we're back <laughs> we're so fucking back um for sure
1: okay so this is all garbage then like this this chart because it gets a fresh or does it, does it no
0: matter? it's not all garbage but it, it it definitely helps i mean this chart is pretty chaotic <laughs> like it's like polygons but a, a bit of a, like an oscillator you know some coins are like oscillators and some coins trans like so the oscillating coins they go way up and then they go down they go way up and they go down way up and down they kind of just bounce and that's kind of what polygons been doing um the, 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 I, I I do like that. It's, it's kind of been consolidating for a bit here, actually in a world where all of these L2s are sort of ripping. I drew that way too big, but you guys can kind of see what I'm, I'm looking at. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think during these bull markets, right, you don't have to get too analytical with the thing. You're like, Oh, uh, everything's mooning and it's kind of consolidating a bit. So that means it's probably just going to break out and run this high at like a, you know, a dollar 56 at some point, which is basically a, a smooth two X from here. And that'll, that'll be a nice trade. Um, yeah. I like it. I'm in, I'm, I'm just in for the fresh chart, fresh chart, consolidating, everything else is running. This has not really ran yet. Same narrative. Uh, we Let's do it.
1: Uh, in the chat. If anybody knows when that fresh chart is supposed to to drop or launch, I'd want to know that. Cause I'm in for the fresh chart.
0: Love it. We'll do one more. Let's yeah. do. Let's do Sui. Actually, I haven't really looked at Sui because I bought. I bought. I own. I'm a proud owner of Say, so it's my job to shit on Sui. Oh, it's a good looking chart, man. That chart looks way better than the Say chart now. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I own the wrong coin.
1: This is a face of cope, everybody. Ooh, I switched to your face. <laughs> that looks
0: good. Yeah, I mean. What's not what's not to like there, man? That's that's good. Shit, how do you Chewy. how do I get in on this thing? I don't even, man. Can't get in on the weekly. I, I don't know. Maybe you could just like YOLO. Yeah, you could just YOLO bid this zone. Where is this? This is like, uh, this is this is a good coin to kind of YOLO bid. You know, yeah, like some nuke event like we had last week boom right there into like 80 cents and then immediately wicks back up to a a dollar you're already up 25 percent and then you go to Valhalla I'd probably buy a small position just here though just so I have it in my thing and like a reminder to remind myself to look at it but yeah that's a that's a strong chart that is not a chart I would be fading that is definitely a chart I should be buying um yeah, say looks not anywhere near that's the wrong say. That's that's Tradfi say. We don't want that shit. Get out of here. Uh, uh, uh there we go. Yeah. Much choppier. Yikes. Yeah. Not as not as clean. Although although I I, I do think that this is probably gonna bust up from here so uh, not not bad by by any means but like the sui chart is definitely clean so congrats to the sui holders um that tweet came back to bite us in the ass Stephen. oh yeah well that's what happens when i blindly shit on a coin without even looking at the chart (laughs) but you
1: you're happy to do it at any time
0: yeah i also wasn't my tweet i just like stole rectum's tweet
1: oh right what was that tweet again
0: uh the bull case for suey is that people mistake it for say and buy it. <laughs> whoops <laughs> which i which i said knowing nothing about the coin or looking at the chart at all you know so just a classic classic me really all right cool well that was super fun guys it does look bullish as fuck vibes i agree um that was a great episode yeah. they're all great episodes tenth this. one. Enjoy this very much. Our tenth one. Uh, thank you to everybody for showing up. We had some good peak viewers today. I think we touched uh we touched 40 there. Wow, yeah. four handle? Yeah. That's touched good. Four handle. Yeah, we're picking up steam, baby. In spite of the fact that we do absolutely no promotion, no optimization of this podcast, and don't do any other clips, which is probably a leak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anybody out there is listening and you'd like to help us with that, you what know, to feel our, free to hit me up. <laughs> what happened to
1: Left Side Capital? Is going to make a a song for us? Where are you? Was oh, that Side? Left Side Capital? Yeah. Where are you, bud? Oh,
0: nice. Yeah, we do need a we do need a song. I like Left Side Capital. He's always he's a yeah. good chat presence. Shout out Left Side. Um, yeah, if you guys aren't already, please subscribe. Reminder: We have moved to our own YouTube page. Uh, I believe it is uh, YouTube.com uh, backslash at irresponsibly long pod we got to get a little bit.ly up or something yeah. uh, with all the links. Um, so definitely subscribe there uh, if you are not already. And then you can find us in the Alpha Alpha Pod Discord. If you're not in there, come join. Chat about the coins. Chat about life. Chat about rectum's quads. Whatever <laughs> nonsense is the, the the topic of the day. Uh, you can find the Discord link at uh, alphaalphapod.com as well as uh, my Twitter if you want to hear me uh, tweet stupid crap uh, at, at Steven Cesaro change that name it's too hard to spell i'm gonna i'm gonna change up the handle at some point yeah you gotta do something with the line probably magic lines it just yeah yeah we'll 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 figure it out I I, then the name i wanted wasn't there anyway that's a story that's a story for another day uh thank you everybody hopefully uh your your altcoins keep sending um forgot to bring it up this episode but just keep an eye on that total three chart total three chart Looks pretty good right now. So she's just gonna leave an Easter feel, egg for next next I feel week. Pretty good. They can do some stuff on their own. It's it's fine. It's fine. Weekly weekly total three is your is your friend. Uh, trend is your friend. All right. In the weekly total three. All right. Thank you everybody. Later. We're gonna, we're gonna wrap it. Have a good night. We will see you next week. Bye.